try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. You know, she asked that question every Sunday night. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? I have no idea, but I know what we're about to do for the next two hours. Sports Byline Radio Network, Sirius XM, affiliates across the country. You might be watching us on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch. Thank you guys for hanging out. Special treat for you tonight if you're watching us as well as listening to us. If you're watching us on YouTube and Facebook Live, you'll see some interviews that you won't hear on our radio affiliates on the local breaks. I don't need to get into the minutia of that. <laughs> but again, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see interviews as we flash back with Jeremy McGrath back in the mid-aughts. And in 2013, we caught up with Justin Wilson uh, for the Indy 500 Media Day. And the reason we're playing that during one of these local breaks, the video, is what Sage Karam did over the weekend in the Xfinity Series race. And we'll get to that story on the significance of Justin Wilson and Sage Karam running in the Xfinity Series race in Pocono. In case you haven't heard, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, their finishes have been disqualified in today's Mm -hmm. Pocono race. We'll get into that. Scott Dixon, six-time. Six-time champion. Six-time IndyCar Series champion, Mm -hmm. Indy 500 champion. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Also, Christopher Bell got his first win last weekend. Well, his first win of the year, second week win of the NASCAR Cup Series. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Matt Smith, five-time NHRA Pro Stock Bike Champion. We caught up with him earlier. And funny stat, man, how he takes his Suzuki to Sonoma and goes, what, one round and doesn't make it into the semifinals because he's not on the Buell. He's on the Suzuki, stat, man. Yeah, I mean it's you. You can't tell one way or the other. I mean he he mentioned some things that you'll want to hear when he comes on the air. How yeah. he takes off against uh, the NHRA, takes off against one of the biggest names in drag racing, is not motorcycle drag racing. Certainly, it's a great interview that it stopped all of us when we were. Uh, huh? What? What'd you say? And, uh, yeah, you got to hear this interview. So, yeah, man, we're looking forward to tonight. Hopefully you are as well. Be a part of this big old thing. We're there for you on Twitter. And you can comment if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. We'll see your comments creep up on our video uh, networks. Again, thank you guys for being a part of this big damn show for you tonight. Of course, the news breaking about 45 minutes ago, Freak Nation, or whatever it was. It broke. It was about an hour and a half. Okay, yeah. it broke before the damn show. That Denny Hamlin, <laughs> who, uh, for all intents and purposes, we thought, like everybody else, thought he won the damn race. Nope, he didn't. And Kyle Busch, who finished second. Ah, teammates there, Freak Nation. They both are disqualified as of right now. What did you say, Richie? If you look at the ledger, you have them at 35 and 36. According to NASCAR's unofficial points right now, they finished 35th and 36th. 
So Danny earned two points today. Kyle Bush <laughs> earned one point today after their dis- disqualification. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Something something was happening today. The announcers in the booth for the IndyCar race were giving so much praise to Joseph Newgarden. And the minute that they go to commercial, he crashes out. Right. The announcers today after the NASCAR race were giving loads of praise for Denny Hamlin and him turning his season around. And then, oh, whoops. Yep. Yeah, well, guess he hadn't yet. <laughs> nope. Not yet. Easy, easy, easy. Oh, Statman's just dying to talk right now, aren't you, Statimus Maximus? Yeah, he does. You do have that S-eating grin look yeah. on your face because you're like, <laughs> what comes around goes Are around, Are you afraid baby. to show the Kyle Busch shirt that you're wearing right now? Yeah, no, I, I when I heard the disqualification, I ran real quick and uh, burned it in the driveway. Right. Yeah, that's what they do in Ohio. When you leave them or let them down, mm-hmm. they just let, strike a match to it, let it burn in the driveway. There you go. Oh, my goodness, Freak burn, Nation. Baby, burn. And Crasher will talk a little bit about it in her pit news on note in notes why mm-hmm. both Joe Gibbs teammates were disqualified. Okay, and- hold on. I'll talk about it, but I want a discussion on this as yeah, well. Absolutely. Because Statman, are, are you from I mean, basically it's material in the front fascia, fascia of the car, does that give an aerodynamic advantage for sure? I, I, you know what? I'm just, just yep, leaving yep, it at yep, because here's it. the music and we got to go to news yep. and notes now. But I'm, I'm just, I'm curious as to how that actually works. All right. We'll get into that after pit news and notes, Crash. Your deal? Got it, got it, got it. So yeah, big news coming out of the NASCAR Cup Series race today at Pocono. Two of your, uh, your top two drivers disqualified. The first going to resume some affiliates. And get back into it with some Crash Gladys, Spit News and Notes, right here. Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Ah, there we go. Bringing in another round of affiliates, Freak Nation. Thank you guys for hanging out. I've said it four times already. I think you understand that I say thank you guys for hanging out. Coming up in moments, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes. But first, her Pit News and Notes brought to you by Good General Tire. It's crap hot out there, which, by the way, Statman has a scat in reference to that. We'll being get to crap that. hot? Yeah, being crap hot. I think that's yeah, the title right. of the scat. Exactly. Statman scat, crap, crap hot. hot. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, Crash Glass Pit News and Notes brought to you by Good Friends of General. There's one tire out there that will survive the crap hot weather. Make sure you're rolling on general tires. A lot of you folks still making plans to make those treks across the country with your family. Do the smart thing, Freak Nation, and roll on general tires. Go to generaltire.com. Crasher? All right, crashing out of the lead seemed to be a theme of this weekend. But before we get to that theme, just about, like we said, an hour and a half ago, we learned that both the winning car and the second place cup car were disqualified from Sunday's NASCAR finish. So Denny Hamlin is no longer considered the winner of today's race. Instead, Chase Elliott is today's cup winner. Both Gibbs cars apparently had material of some kind in the front fascia, which affected aerodynamics. According to Cup Series Managing Director Brad Moran, he said, quote, there really was no reason why there was some material that was somewhere that it should not have been. Okay, they're being fairly vague on this because this is an appealable offense. 
So if they give too many details, then so Gibbs Racing can use that in their appeal and you just don't want to go there. Bottom line, the appeal should be heard this week. We should know something in just a few days. So again, though, Chase Elliott is today's NASCAR Cup winner from Pocono. The Xfinity trucks and ARCA races were each a little bit more tame. Friday saw Taylor Gray win another ARCA race. Saturday had Chandler Smith winning in trucks and then Noah Gregson capturing the flag in the Xfinity series. IndyCar's doubleheader was huge. A two-day concert festival capped off today by Gwen Stefani pre-race and then her husband Blake Shelton post-race. Saturday's race was dominated by the Penske machines, Joseph Newgarden on top of the box. Then on Sunday, he seemed to be the best car-driver combo out there until he wasn't. Something broke and Joseph crashed out of the lead with around 60 laps to go. That was good news, though, for Pato Award, who then drove away from everyone else for the dub. Speaking of crashing out of the lead, Charles Leclerc did that in F1. Max Verstappen, your winner. Ooh, dog. All right, Freak Nation, coming up. More discussion on the noses of these race cars from Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV+, to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network. They've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts lucas heavy duty oil stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown protect vital engine parts and extend the life of your engine it also stops smoking knocking and oil consumption in worn engines lucas heavy duty oil stabilizer keep that engine alive hey freak nation whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions excellent handling and traction in off-road situations 
or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Lucas Oil, proud partners of the Freak Nation, as we've been doing it from the Lucas Oil Studios for many, many years. Go to lucasoil.com to find the products to keep your rides on the road. Got a motorcycle, got a speedboat, got a ski boat, got a big fat 67 Mustang. They got the products to keep those rides and your boats, your motorcycles on the road and on the water, respectively. So the news coming out of NASCAR, Danny Hamlin got it. Oh. Nope. I mean, he technically crossed the stripe first. Mm-hmm. But Kyle Busch got him a second. But, oh. He technically crossed the stripe second. Mm. But Chase Elliott, what happened with him, Crasher? He technically crossed the line third. Oh, okay. but he is now officially the winner of today's NASCAR race. All right, well, let me let me back up just a second here. So according to NASCAR, there were or was material, the 11 and the 18 of Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, the fascia, which stat is that the is that the grill on the front end of a of a cup car? It's the front of the car. Uh, it don't know how far it goes down uh, that they're talking about where this material was. Mm-hmm. If it was down on the splitter, above the splitter, uh, directing the air over the splitter, where it was, uh, maybe there was uh, it was inside the fascia, directing air towards the radiator. Uh, they're not saying for some reason. They're not giving a lot of detail about this. Uh, that Gibbs team has until noon tomorrow, I believe, to uh, appeal this ruling. Uh, and who knows, maybe the guy who made the ruling is the one they have to appeal to. Uh, so we don't know what happened, but certainly it can affect a number of things, uh, mostly Arrow. Uh, and Arrow is very important in you know, in a race car, uh, the fascia is the front of the car and it cuts through the air. So anything that is there that it affects how the car goes through the air, that's going to affect the performance. Real quick, Crash, I know you want to chime in. Richie, I saw what Chris Bray posted on our chat here. He says, just read during an interview with Claire B. Lang on Sirius XM that the material was under the wrap and not found until the wrap was pulled in post-race. Under the the wrap of the car. Yes, Richie. So the desi- Whoa. Yeah. See what you can do. See if you can can confirm that. He says yes. I I believe it was Bob Pockrass that um, had this first, which is why they did not catch this pre race hmm. because in pre race inspection uh, 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 yeah. they don't dive as deep as they do post race, especially for your top five cars that go through post race inspection. So that's why they didn't find this until after the race. So this is a normal process that they do for those top five cars after the race and why this wasn't found. So Chris is correct. It'd be norm. It, if it happened to one car, 
said, okay, somebody made a mistake and left a pair of socks under the wrap, whatever. But if <laughs> that helps punch the air, <laughs> it helps punch the air. But if it, they did it on two cars, so yeah. when they're faster cars, uh, then some somebody tried to pull a fast one and got caught. Stat, I don't know if you can see this. There you go. Sarah Bauman chiming in saying, or Bowman saying, I wonder if this will lead to any suspensions for crew members. And I would think that it would in the past if somebody makes a mistake that crew members get uh, bumped, or at least the crew chief uh, has to pay for it. Uh, and if they do find that they were guilty, then I would think the crew chief might go unless they could prove that a specific crew member left the socks under the wrap. You know, I mean, who knows what, <laughs> what the alleged socks, <laughs> the alleged socks. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they put it somewhere and uh, the wrap, the wrap is what they put on the car to change the car uh, from uh, M&Ms to uh, something else. DeWalt tools. Yeah, DeWalt tools, whatever, yeah. So uh, if that was what it was, then uh, it makes no sense that you would do something stupid like that. Somebody made a mistake uh, or uh, they were trying to slip one over on them and uh, – they got caught. I mean, it, 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 they have such stringent rules in NASCAR and after inspection before the race, after the race, you would think that somebody would just say, Hey, it's not worth it. But they tried to pull a fast one and got caught. I'm just, I just threw it out there on my Google age history of Joe Gibbs penalties in NASCAR. Cause I know he's, he's had some issues. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to, this is 2008, after a Nationwide Series race in Michigan, NASCAR inspectors found magnets under the pedals of two Joe Gibbs entries, Tony Stewart and Joey Logano. Uh, NASCAR threw the book at him, according to that article. And then there's, there's one in 2013, where Joe Gibbs said the penalties issued number 20 team are probably one of the bigger things that have happened in my life professionally. Said he'll fight the severity of the sanctions and this was Gibbs said he was troubled by his team's credibility being questioned after Matt Kenseth's race winning car, Kansas, was found to have an illegal part in the engine because there was no intent to gain the unfair advantage. The penalties were too hard. Uh, guys, you want me to go there on this? Yes. Yes, because people are going there. You want me to go? This is a penalty ridden team. This okay. is. Uh, no, I'm going. I'm going. They're cheaters. I'm going. Yes, I'm going there, Statman. <laughs> All right, have at it. You see it happen. You can email me, statmc at speedfreaks.tv. <laughs> You're awful. You see it happen before the race, after the race. Uh, Joe Gibbs is a very, very public Christian man. Do Christian men cheat in their respective jobs? No. You went there. <laughs> you went there. Joe Gibbs... Uh, from what I'm told, he, he he wants all of his crew members, everybody that's employed by Joe Gibbs. Uh, this is what I'm told inside the walls of someone that's that worked at Joe Gibbs. He prefers you to be a part of the the prayers, the post race prayers, the pre race prayers. Any chance you get a chance, anytime you get a chance to pray pray with Joe Gibbs, he would like you there. Oh, why would a Christian man like Joe Gibbs? 
be cheating like this, Statman, Crash. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, mm-hmm. I understand why and what you're doing, but mm-hmm. if Christian men can invade the Capitol and threaten oh, to hang God. the vice president, then they can certainly cheat in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Period. Oh, you make, you make my you point. you went there. You make my point. More than you know, wow. Statman. Yeah. You make my point. Uh, what say you, wow. Freak Nation? Joe Gibbs comes off as a very Christian man. Which allegedly Christianity is supposed to be good. Is that what you're saying? The good people? Is that where you're trying to go with this? And in, his, in his defense, maybe he didn't know. Oh, I oh, mean, stand him on! He doesn't, oh, he doesn't get under the car and, oh. and build the engines or put the wrap on the car or leave socks under the wrap. He, he doesn't do all of that. So, but you know, if in his defense, you know, (laughs) okay, stat man, uh, I will say this if I see a commercial of you endorsing a tire that's not general tire, affiliated (laughs) with general tire, there are consequences. Consequences, yes, (laughs) there are endorsing a automotive. Aftermarket product that's a direct competitor of Lucas Oil. There's, hey, I'm Statman. <laughs> I'm not finding you, my friend. But there are other consequences. <laughs> yes, there are other consequences, buddy. Joe Gibbs has to say to these guys, we're trying to lock up a sponsor for Kyle Bush. Yeah. And this crap is ha- Denny Hamlin and FedEx, millions and millions of dollars. Listen, I'll, I'll bet you, I'll bet you that if they are found guilty, Joe Gibbs, even if he was there directing them how to do it, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, he'll say that for sure. Yeah, and it, they've been fired. They they will not have any part mm-hmm. to play on my team. We're very sorry that this happened. This goes at the core of what we believe. Oh, and, yeah, you, you're exactly oh, right. You are he, writing exactly what they're going to write. He's got the same response on all of these penalties. Serious? Yes. Uh-huh. So it's copy-paste, copy-paste. Can I add to the conspiracy? Please. Do you guys know who was the title sponsor of today's race? Yeah, oh, that got me too when right. I was reading about it. Was it was M&M's. M&M's. And Kyle Bush led the most laps, had the best car all day, probably should have won the race if his team didn't screw up on pit road and run three seconds slower mm-hmm. on pit road, or else he probably should have beaten his teammate. So there you go. So Joe Gibbs, behind the scenes, we got to win the last race for M&M's and their title sponsorship. Hey, oops. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me say works. this. Let me say this. I'm going to I'm going to put the margins way out here that we have had or we're going to have a driver on that it was imperative that he win a race this year in order for a certain team that we might be talking about to maintain <laughs> their sponsorship for 2023. Oh, yeah. The pressure is is really getting mm-hmm. harder and harder on these teams to keep sponsors happy. And I, especially at the price point that they're at at NASCAR, it's just it's still too high there. And this is coming from the sponsor. This isn't coming from Joe Gibbs. This is coming from the sponsor, from the sponsor's mouth. Did you just out the fact that this is a Gibbs <laughs> driver? No, that I didn't. You're pressure. referring to no. Mm-mm. 
No, because we've, okay. we've talked about several, mm. have we? Several team owners. <laughs> uh, Chip Ganassi, let's talk about that. Uh, Roger oh, Penske. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Bro, I just, uh, Richie, it's, there's too much here and it's got to be going on on Twitter right now. It has to be. I haven't been able to catch up on Twitter with a lot of this back and forth, but that's the. F- okay. A, a big, a big consensus on Twitter right now on all of social media. I see it on Instagram too, is that this is a BS call. This, there's no way that this could actually be real and could have a competitive advantage. So how could it? And especially now that we know it was under the wrap, the, the paint scheme, the, the wrap of the car, how would that give them a competitive advantage? Yeah, they finished to one and two, Crash. Yeah. I know. They finished how 16 did, and 17. How do socks underneath the wrap help the car go faster? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it helped them. If they have templates that they have to meet and they didn't meet them, that's a, a violation. That's and, a perfect way to put it. There you, you go. You know, and so it doesn't matter whether it made them fast or not. They tried it. Maybe they tried something uh, and it didn't work. But they didn't pass the uh, the template when it went on the car in the post race inspection. So, or either that, or somebody walked past and said, "Hey, you know, <laughs> what's mm-hmm. that?" So, Richie, yeah. did we have the board set up to where we can take phone calls? No, we don't. Got it. I know some folks are wanting to chime well, in. I stay new school around here. You got to hit us up on Twitter <laughs> or in the comment section in our YouTube channel, right? Yep. Post a comment. Come on. We don't have a text line or I would say you can text then too, but millennials like myself don't know how to use phones anymore. We just <laughs> use our fingers and we got typey type on the Twitter machine. All right. We'll do it on our phones. Type All right. Type. Let's do this. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing stat and hearing stat man's scat. Maybe a little post scatimus talkimus about that. But plenty going on in regards to Joe Gibbs racing. I just dropped it out there. If he's if he's such a Christian man, why in the hell is this Christian man cheating so much? Flat. Did you read that CNN article today? Is that oh, why you're? I, no, it's not. But you're right, Crasher. It's out there. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, uh-huh. actually, it's uh, it, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, more coming up. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> in regards to Joe Gibbs and his two his top two drivers being. Disqualified here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Hole Studio. The religious group. <laughs> Headlines this week shine the bright light on record temperatures and climate change in countries around the world, including here in the United States. Triple digit temperatures were hotter than ever recorded in several countries. And that includes records that go back nearly 400 years. Temperatures were coupled with explosion of brush fires in the American West and record heat in the plains and Northeast here in the United States. You can argue about where this climate change came from. Certainly many do, but you can't logically deny that one contributor is the internal combustion engine. That's why another small headline here in America is so relevant story said NASCAR is ready to unveil a prototype electric race car at the Bush Coliseum class next February. In reality, we shouldn't be surprised. Automakers are under mandate to cut dependence on fossil fuels. NASCAR is under its own mandate to maintain its dependency on automaker money. So you can imagine the closed meetings where future checks are trapped in a common business practice. You scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. 
you don't like the idea of electric cars, though, maybe you'd like the idea of grilling in the backyard with 150 degree temperatures in the backyard on fire. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Justin Wilson joins Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Speed Freaks Pits, hanging out in this snappy little media center. This looks like some testing center for like monkeys and dogs, yeah. like you're hanging out here in the quadrant. Yeah, you just keep poking sticks and you know, see what the reaction is. You know, that's, that's put me in the corner and I just sit back here and you know, see what happens. Well, but we walk up and you say, well, here comes trouble. Why do you say that, Justin Wilson? Only because we've been busting your balls for 10 years? Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> The mood really picks up when you, you guys come in. It, it's good fun, but, um, you know, it, it's like my younger brother. I love him, but you also like to give him a hard time at the same time. Justin, we've seen that other side of you, and that's when you're in the car, when you can be an MFer. That's true. Yeah. I mean, once the visor's down, I I don't care. I, I want to win as much as anyone else, and um, it's time to go. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of my bipolar or whatever you, you put Your inner AJ Foyt right yeah I, and that started ever since I was teammates with AJ you know it's uh, uh, with AJ Almonding, I should say you know I'm not didn't race with AJ Foyt I'm not quite that old but um, uh, yeah it's just you you want to go out there and race hard and, and play hard but um, you know it's it, I just I just find it hard to to be mean outside of the car and um, there's times when I've let people know what I think, but, but generally speaking, yeah, I just like it easy going. Don't like the drama that you know, some of the drivers like. I like it to be nice and straightforward and just work on my car. I want to go fast and, and that's all that, all that really matters to me. Speaking of sick sense of humor, what city are you from specifically? I'm from Sheffield in England. A bitchin' soccer team, but I'm also told that people from that area are pretty pretty much freedom of expression where I walk around the family nude, hanging out in your skivvies. You don't care if your kids are running outside naked. Is that true? I've not seen that. No. Um, you don't walk around in your skivvies and your kids hanging out in the front porch nude? <laughs> no. It's a little cold there to be doing that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's not quite, you know, Florida kind of temperature. So, uh, oh, so you do it in Florida? Oh, yeah. That's all the time. Yeah, because we busted... Uh, Tristan Vautier about we tried to, we tried to yeah. about does he wear a speedo because he's a Frenchie yeah, and he says hell no I don't wear a speedo but I, you English bastards might drop one out there right <laughs> I bet you and a speedo is like a redwood and a speedo all freaking limbs right no I, it, it's 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 not a good look and um, <laughs> yeah you know, I like to wear board shorts you know just keep it pretty simple you're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio redefined. Coming up, I'll relay what Bob, Bob, yeah, Brad, Bob. Brad Moran from NASCAR uh, said post race in the press conference in regards to the 18 and the 11 being disqualified. 
post Pocono race. But this segment's brought to you by good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com. Uh, you need some new tires? Then uh, General Tire would be the way to go. A lot of traveling going on this summer. Get those new General Tires. Those big, fat, freaking grabbers who look awfully bueno on your F-250. Go to GeneralTire.com. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, Lucas Oil Studios. We've got about six minutes, five minutes to pontificate. Uh, sometime in the show, I would like to talk about Statman Scat, but my goodness, this is uh, this has a life of its own mm-hmm. in regards to the disqualifications. These aren't um, these guys aren't losing points, and out of the gate, these guys are losing their respective positions and where they finished. I don't know, Stat Crash Richie. They're losing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned also points that they gained from the stages as well. All of that's gone. Yeah, from their record. When was the last time a race winner was disqualified? Crash. April seventeenth, nineteen sixty. What? Holy crap. Approximately. (laughs) (laughs) No, I looked it up because I'm like, I don't remember it in my lifetime. (laughs) I, I don't remember it in my lifetime. So there you go. Yeah, that's insane. Insane. Which which points to if this hasn't happened in 1960, is that what you said? Mm-hmm. So that's it's what, 61 60 years, yeah. 62 yeah. years. So mm-hmm. uh, if it hasn't happened in 62 years, this must be an egregious violation of the yeah. rules. Uh, so they're not saying where this material was under the wrap, but it must have been in a it must have been in a place where they could have gotten some aerodynamic mm-hmm. uh, benefit from it uh, mm-hmm. or directing the air, more air to the, uh, the cooling system, the radiator. Uh, so yeah, this is, this must be a bad thing if that happened in 62 years. Wow. And I, I'm wondering why Christopher Bell's car or Ty Gibbs. No, Ty Gibbs was in. Never mind. He's in guilt by association with name only. He was in Kurt Busch's car. Never mind. But why is Christopher Bell's car not being taken to R&D as well? Well, they I mean, didn't have enough was- socks. You know, maybe his passed the post-grace inspection. <laughs> well, no, he I don't think he had to go. Where did he finish? He didn't. He wasn't mandated to go to post-race inspection. Oh, they only he? take the top five. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. And random cars after that, yeah. If you get a chance, Bob Pockrass has the video of Brad Moran up there on his Twitter account, up there, like from an, uh, up on Twitter. And Brad Moran, if you watch someone on video and they are as uncomfortable as can be, <laughs> this is Brad Moran of NASCAR. I, I, there are more damn names coming on NASCAR the last two years. And I have no idea what they do. But Brad Moran certainly is not in a familiar position, at least to him, because he's. if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, he's he's got his hand up here on his neck, and he's talking like this, and he looks like he's been sweating, and he's having to, <laughs> when 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 they're saying let's take some questions, he's just like God, why am I up here? <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm a competition guy. I don't mm-hmm. want, I don't want to talk to media. <laughs> but just let that resonate a little bit, Freak Nation, listening to us on one of our many affiliates, SiriusXM, watching us on YouTube, Facebook. Uh, 62 years, and um, the inspection of cars has improved. Well, like, I need to tell you that. You know, especially with these, according to Brad Moran, uh, they've really got tight controls on these new cars. And 
there's very little that's going to slip by them in the final process. And, and they said that at the beginning of the year. They said, we're not messing around this year yep. when it comes to penalties. Yep. And we've seen that. <laughs> They've stuck to that yeah, word. Good for, good for them. They stick to mm-hmm. something, you know, and yeah. if they... If they're gonna if they're gonna put a new car out there and they they investigated this car for what at least three or four years and they want it to be a certain way to make the competition a certain way and if you think you're gonna get away with you know bending the rules they just said no you're not and good for NASCAR mm-hmm. and real quick we got a break in about fifty seconds this on top of the Chicago. Street course being announced. Oh, that's right. We were going to talk about that tonight. But. And this on top of re- referencing Statman Scat, that news was leaked that Richie, as soon as next year. Yeah. Right, Stat? As soon as next year, there will be a number of races with electric. Well, no, they're going to show the prototype next February. Yeah. And they're, they're not that. saying when the uh, potential five or eight races are going to happen. There you go, Freak Nation. Coming up, speaking of Joe Gibbs, Christopher Bell, who won. Oh, snap. Who won last week? He joins us here in the Freak Nation. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. Soul, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Dear Lucas Oil, I've used your heavy-duty oil stabilizer in my truck for years. It now has over a half million miles. It's not a diesel. It's never been rebuilt. Your oil stabilizer does exactly what it says it'll do. It has extended the life of my engine. Just want to say thanks. Sincerely, Josh H. Lucas Heavy-Duty Oil Stabilizer. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. 
One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Coming up in moments, Christopher Bell. We caught up with Christopher Bell last Wednesday after his first win of the 2022 season, whose teammates with Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin. If you haven't heard, both of these guys have been disqualified from first, they're from the first and second spots of today's race. Denny Hamlin wins the race. Kyle Busch gets the number two spot. And if we don't, if you, if you think, why aren't you asking Christopher Bell about that? Well, we caught up with him on Wednesday. Skip Jack, so settle down. <laughs> but I will say, Statman, Christopher Bell won last week, my friend. He won last week. He passed post race tech too. Yeah, true. They didn't have. They don't wear any socks and uh, and his. There you go. His crew. <laughs> Start calling him Stat Rabbit Hole Man. Uh, Christopher <laughs> Bell uh, in moments. Next hour, Scott Dixon and Matt Smith. Between those two dudes, they've got eleven freaking championships. Oh wow! It's a big show. Yes, here in the Freak Nation, and one thing that comes to my mind, Bell, when after your win was, it seems like the last, geez, year and a half, we've been clamoring for a Tyler Reddick win. When we go back to your last win in February of 2021, is you're you're raising your hands going, hey, media, guys, what about me? I haven't won in a year and a half. But finally, you get this win last weekend. I, I collectively felt the, the, the wind out of several people's sails. Well, I should, I should refer it this way. I collectively felt a ah, a sigh between you and Gibbs and your team and your crew. Like, finally, Bell grabbed this win. Is it is it similar to my description? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I was feeling really good about our season. You know, we we've been running pretty strong, really strong at times, and and pretty strong the majority of the time. So, I you know I was happy for Tyler Reddick to get his win. Uh, and, I, and I felt like we'd been close early on in the season, so it felt good to finally check that box. Um, but definitely with that playoff line creeping up, and we were getting awful close to being beneath the playoff line. So I'm glad that we were able to win and, and get ourselves well above that line. That actually brings up a good question. Is it enough to have a good season, a solid season, lots of top fives and not make the playoffs? Or are sponsors kind of on you saying, you better be in those playoffs or else come next year? Yeah, I mean, making the playoffs is extremely important. And I would say that it is, it's basically a must. You know, if you if you don't make the playoffs, especially driving for Joe Gibbs Racing, uh, it's it's not a, not a good year. So I'm very happy that we were able to clinch our spot. And hopefully, you know, we can have a good run in the playoffs, which I think we will. You know, all the tracks that we ran at or that we go to in the playoffs are places that we ran really well at at the beginning of the year. Christopher Bell joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Christopher, if you look at 
all forms of sports. There are teams that feel like, man, we're on the cusp of winning a championship. We've got a great season. We've got many more wins than losses. It kind of sounds like that's what you're talking about in regards to your run for 2022. But psychologically, that can be a mind F where it just continues to jack with you. Did you have somebody in your ear or somebody close to you going, Chris, we got this, buddy. We're this close. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Adam Stevens does a really good job as my crew chief to kind of keep us in perspective. And he was definitely the guy saying that, you know, we're running really good. Just just keep after it and we're going to be in a good spot. So uh, very proud to be driving for him, proud to get him a win. Um, But yeah, I mean, the, the playoffs, you know, to, to say that we are a championship contender, I, I don't believe that we're there yet. Uh, but with a couple more tools in the toolbox, I think we could be there. I see what you did there, Mr. DeWalt. Yes. I see what you did there. <laughs> Just give me a couple more DeWalt tools. All right. Yeah. You you referenced Adam, and I, I think it was you. Oh, gosh, if it's not, this question is going to be completely botched. Did you post something about your wife? Back in so this would have been Mother's Day or not Mother's Day anniversary or something about how she's your biggest supporter but your biggest critic when needed as well. What does she if, if that was you? What does she say critique wise to you sometimes after races? Oh yeah, Morgan, my wife is she she's on me harder than anybody. So uh, you know she'll I don't exactly remember what what goes down, but um, well I guess just a couple of weeks ago I slid through my pit box and she was like what the heck were you doing were you not paying attention so you know she she wants to win probably uh just as bad as me if not worse <laughs> Has she driven before? No and I no she has not driven before so she's the world's best be- or worst best or worst <laughs> backseat driver uh so she'll she'll tell you how to do it that's for sure <laughs> Oh Christopher Bell we're talking about points here. You're eighth in points. You've got to win, but there's so many new winners this year. You may have one win and not make it into the playoffs. That must be frustrating. You can't take a, a exhale, say I'm in yet, can you? So I I believe that we can because of our points position. So uh, because we're eighth in points, we're well above some of the other guys with one win. Um, so us, we're not in that position where we would miss the playoffs. Um, you know, I think a guy like Chase Briscoe or Suarez, uh, those guys with that are lower in the point standings, those are the guys that need to be worried. Wow. All right. So uh, let me ask you a little different question. You mentioned uh, Toyota and JGR and – is is that the official factory team uh, uh, for Toyota? Yes. So Joe Gibbs Racing is kind of the the Toyota. Well, I mean, honestly, it's the only team we have. Well, Joe Gibbs Racing in twenty three eleven, which is our satellite team that Denny Hamlin owns, um, and then that's the that's all Toyota's got. So a uh, very small group, but we've got a really talented group of uh, drivers and crew chiefs and and you know, the, the Toyota group does a great job providing us equipment. So we've got a small but uh, lethal group. So your wins have come, I think, on a road course and on a fairly flat oval. That kind of defines a style of driving. Uh, do you see yourself that way? Do, would you rather uh, – Are do you have trouble with the, the high banks like uh, 
the real Bristol and not the dirt Bristol and some of the <laughs> other places? Yeah. So what's interesting is my, my wins have come at the road course and Loudoun. Uh, but after living this season, I would say that our best racetracks have been the faster, more banked tracks. So, uh, you know, looking ahead to Michigan, um, even Pocono this weekend, Pocono and Michigan aren't super banked, but they are really high speed. I expect us to be really competitive there. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, this year, at, looking back at Charlotte, Darlington, Dover, which are all super high speed. Las Vegas early on in the year. Those are all super high-speed racetracks that uh, were great showings for us. Um, we were able to win the pole at Kansas, too. So, you know, I think that the uh, the faster tracks are where we're succeeding at better this year. Um, so I, I expect us to, you know, contend for wins and, and be right there whenever we go to those style tracks as well. Did you hear what Statman just said, though? He said the real Bristol, meaning asphalt. No. Are those fighting words to you, Christopher? Because you are a dirt guy. I am a dirt guy, but I will agree with him that NASCAR needs to be on the uh, the concrete Bristol. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, it, it, I enjoy concrete Bristol better than dirt Bristol in NASCAR. Yep. Christopher Bell joining us okay. here in the Freak Nation. And Christopher, what's awesome about your generation in NASCAR is you're seeing considerable change that crashed at and yours truly didn't see for 15 years that we've been clamoring for it for the last 20 years where Finding these different races, finding tandems to race with, whether it's IndyCar or IMSA. And now Chicago, the street course has been announced. Uh, can you fully grasp the big changes that NASCAR's doing? Or is this just something that ah, I expected NASCAR to do with these changes? Yeah, I mean, we we kind of heard rumors of it. And then obviously during COVID, we had the street race on iRacing. <laughs> and, and that one was kind of like, whoa, what's going on here, guys? So it, it, I'm not going to say that it caught it off, caught us by surprise because we saw or heard the rumors of it and, and kind of saw it coming from the iRacing deal. So that's going to be completely different and it's going to be interesting to say the least, but I, I think it's going to be a, uh, an entertaining show. Let me let me jump in here quickly. We're getting all these new races that Kenny just talked about. We've got the street race in Chicago. We've got, what, seven or eight road course races this year. Are sponsors responding to that, seeing this new face of NASCAR, especially going into an urban area like Chicago and not racing way out in Chicagoland, but racing in the heart of the city? Yeah, I mean, I can't really speak from the the sponsor's, you know, view there. I, I don't know how they view it. I'm sure that it's good because whenever we went to Road America last year, you know, it was a, a great crowd. Uh, and then adding Bristol Dirt was obviously a, a, a new thing that I think got really good TV ratings. So anytime that you get more eyeballs on the vehicles themselves and on the sport is really good for all of our brands. So with that being said, uh, I've won two cup races this year, or not this year, but in my career, and both of them have been with the Ream sponsorship. So we've, we're focused really hard on getting our friends at Stanley Black and Decker and DeWalt. Uh, I know we have a Craftsman race coming up, so hopefully we can get a win with uh, the Stanley Black and Decker brand here very quickly. 
There you go. That a boy. <laughs> Talking about that toolbox again. <laughs> we got something with Lucas Oil toolbox, buddy. You know, just to help with your Dewalt tools. That's just true. Saying, just saying. Hey, uh, Christopher, we we know your history on dirt, and it just seems like again we talk about change, uh, whether it's Larson or other drivers that are week weeknight dirt drivers. Do you find yourself? Um, Clamoring to get more weekday races in as you move forward. Do you, do you have an agreement with Joe Gibbs that you can go out there and expand your, your resume on dirt and kick some ass? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely try and be really smart about my dirt racing schedule uh, and, and only race whenever it makes sense. But I feel it is very important for me to race dirt as much as I can, because I feel like that improves my Sunday driving. So, you know, I, I've talked that talked about that to coach uh, and Joe Gibbs is very, um, I would say particular on when I go and do my dirt racing and, and we work together on making sure that it makes sense whenever I go do it. Do you find that your wife Morgan is more critical of you on dirt or in your cup car? Yeah. So she grew up dirt track racing. Her dad mm -hmm. is a sprint car crew chief and uncle is a sprint car driver. So, um, I would say that she used to be more, uh, more strict on the dirt, but now that she's, uh, she's around NASCAR a lot, it's transferred over there. But yeah, I mean, I, I love having her around and love how supportive she is and love how into the racing she is. Yeah. Now I want to get her, Caitlin Larson, get a couple of, yeah, I want to get a couple of the girls on the dirt and just, because I know that NASCAR has that thing in Charlotte where they have the wives race or whatever, but let's do it on the dirt. I don't know if I we've agree. ever seen that. Have we? Yeah, I agree. I think that'd be funny. What's the what's the what's the key word that she uses when you fail her on the track? Is like idiot or dumbass or he's, what does he what does she say? Come on, Bell. Yeah, I mean she doesn't get mad at me. I would say she just uh, you know she feels disappointment just like I do, and and she wants to win just as bad as I do. So you know she never gets mad at me, but uh, well she gets mad at me if I do something stupid like sliding through the pit box. But um, yeah, I mean. She's, she's just very supportive and, and wants to win, just like the rest of us. <laughs> Does she get more mad at you for a mistake on the track or for not taking out the trash? Uh, definitely a mistake on the track. Okay. okay. Whoa. So she's laid back at home-ish. Yeah, laid back at okay. home. <laughs> yeah, but a mistake on the track has to do with the money coming over the transom and in the bank account. <laughs> taking out it's the trash. It's home go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Bell, one last thing before we get the hell out of here. Who are some drivers that you you idolized as a as a punk kid growing up in Norman, Oklahoma, uh, whether it was dirt or stock cars? Yeah. So for me, Tony Stewart was my guy. I love Tony. Uh, he was my idol growing up. He grew up in the USAC ranks. And, um, you know, so that, that's what I did. Uh, so Tony Stewart was definitely my hero. That's right. Wait a minute. We talked. Didn't. That become a big topic of conversation last year in which your walls are adorned with Tony Stewart and here you are in his car or something like that. Uh, so I drove for Tony Stewart in the sprint car stuff, but I, I haven't driven for him in NASCAR. So, you know, he's uh, he's one of my heroes and I'm very thankful for the time I got behind his sprint cars. No, I just meant like like memorabilia and, and you're in the 20 and I forget maybe that maybe that was somebody else who was a big Tony Stewart fan as well. There are plenty of them out there's, there. There's plenty of them out there because he's a badass driver, and you're you're closely becoming one. Well, so yeah, you know I'm a huge Tony Stewart fan. Yeah, there you go. Yes, Christopher, 
Thanks for doing this, buddy. All right. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. As I said, we caught up with Christopher Bell last Wednesday, not just after today's Pocono race. If we did, uh, there would be questions regarding his teammates, Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin, who, again, have been DQ'd, not docked a point or two or fined $50,000, but disqualified. And again, this has happened before numerous times with Joe Gibbs racing. Well, this, not this particular infraction, but penalties, issues, cheating. Yes. Going outside Mm -hmm. the rule book. That has happened many times with Joe Gibbs Racing. They have a checkered past. Mm -hmm. Hey. Oh, I swear I did there. Yeah. Second hour, Matt Smith, five-time NHRA Pro Stock Bike Champion. We caught up with him. Also, Scott Dixon, six-time IndyCar Series Champion, won Last weekend in. Last weekend was, where was last weekend? Toronto. Boom. Toronto. (laughs) Scott Dixon. Which, by the way, Freak Nation, got 30 seconds. When was the last time we heard anyone suspended, fined in NHRA, IndyCar, Supercross, IMSA? Oh, IMSA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. What are you talking about? Suspended, fined. Rule changes are happening. Uh, Matt Smith, we talk with him about it coming up this in this hour. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour, big second hour, Scott Dixon, six-time IndyCar Series champion. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Matt Smith, five-time NHRA go-bike champion. Go-bike. motorcycle. Damn. motorcycle champion. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Richie C. Suave is here. I have no idea what the shirt is that he has on. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, has an R with a freaking hammer. What the hell does that mean there, Richard C. Suave? What the hell does that mean? Go ahead and share with the Freak Nation, buddy. It's an old character from a children's television show I used to watch when I was a kid. Mm. Bob the Builder. Yeah, that's... No, it's- I've always equated hammers with little kids. Yeah, man. <laughs> hey. It's on Nickelodeon. It's called All That. The name of the character is Repairman. If you know, you know. If you don't, too bad. Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, Lucas Oil Studios for 22 years. Freak Nation going on our 23rd year. Well, we're already on our 23rd year, Freak Nation. Last hour, Christopher Bell joined us. The teammate of Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. Two drivers, not Christopher Bell, but Kyle Busch and Denny Hamlin that have been disqualified from their results today. Denny Hamlin won the race. And I've got that visual of him and his little what? Eight, oh, nine, ten-year-old daughter yes, out there with Taylor. him with a race car, sitting in the car oh, after his wow. I forgot about that. That yeah. was oh. And I, I you couldn't help. Is she but get an a accessory? Little, 
Because she had accessory to cheating. Stop it. Well, it might have been her socks that were left then under the wrap, you know. (laughs) No, but she it was it was cute. She was upset because her dad was getting booed by the crowd. And that made her very upset. I thought that was really cute. But oh, man. Yeah, you're taking this win away from her now. Mm -hmm. Damn it. There she is. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook Live, you'll see her with the winning checkered flag. (laughs) What did Denny tweet? (laughs) <laughs> what did he go up? Uh, <laughs> read that. Right. It says, uh, yes, good luck getting that back. Talking about the flag. <laughs> His daughter took the, the winning checkered flag and apparently has it with her in their motorhome or on their plane right now. And Denny Hamlin took a picture of that or has a picture of it that he re or quote tweeted from NASCAR and said, yeah, good luck getting that back. <laughs> <laughs> love it. And as Crash stated last hour, uh, there has been no disqualification for 62 years in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Crash, you're, wow. I, I know I threw there it out there. There have been wins taken away, but no technical disqualification that removes all points and all everything. Does anything <laughs> come to mind, Stad? I mentioned this going into uh, the top of the hour. IMSA, motocross, IndyCar, NHRA. Anybody? Nothing that comes to my mind, uh, tech, at know. least. Yeah, failing post post event tech. That's I mean, probably something that happened immediately, and it caused the federal <laughs> investigation and hearings in the Congress. But I don't remember anything. Weight is added to some cars in IMSA in sports cars, right? Because of an alleged competitive advantage that some cars have over others. So IMSA always tries to nip it in the bud, even though it pisses off half the paddock when they do so. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, called, it's called balance of performance balance or BOP. Yeah. yeah. They, where they, if a car gets too fast and they, they put weight on it to, you know, make the cars more equal. Uh, if it's not fast enough, they'll take weight from it. Uh, but the idea is to have, 10 different kinds of cars equal in performance as the race goes along. Well, then why don't you just do what the NHRA does? They give the guy the win, but they just change the freaking rules. <laughs> like with Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Well, no, that was also a weight ad. Mm-hmm. Suzuki's were, who was given the weight ad? The Buells were, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. Redonkulous. Oh, this is going to be fun this week. Yeah. What if it was a driver that that, that that wasn't already in? He got DQ'd. Like a Kevin Harvick? Yeah, yeah like, I was just yeah, thinking about chase, that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Right? Holy smokes. Well, the Kevin Harvicks of the world aren't going to post-race tech because they're not in the top five. <laughs> they're just... Oh, I'm, I'm saying, what if Kevin Harvick won? And then this oh, happened. Oh, needed that win to get into the playoffs. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying, Crash. I see. That's what I'm saying. Uh, all right, Freak Nation, we're going to resume with some affiliates and get right back to you with Crash Gladys Pit News and Notamages uh, somewhere or other. Hmm. There it is. Why am I not hearing anything? <laughs> I don't know, Freak Nation. It is awfully quiet. Uh, Crash Gladys, news, news and notes coming up as Speed Freaks does it again on a Sunday night. 
SiriusXM affiliates, thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation, and roll with General Tires. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Crasher, go right ahead. All right. I'm just going to put this out there. If you are watching us on YouTube, I can already tell right behind me, behind this mm-hmm. sponsor label right here, uh, yeah. I have a cat that is getting awfully curious back there. It may come down. So this could be quite entertaining. All right. In the first hour, I did not get to NHRA results, nor did I get to motocross results. So let's go motocross. Watch Google. Washington, Jet Lawrence won his seven outdoor national. Holy cow. Man, it's just, he's incredible. And then Chase Sexton outdueling Eli Tomac for his second win on the season. NHRA was in Sonoma where it was perfect weather, unless you're a crew chief. Crew chiefs can't stand the weather there because the day starts off and it's nice and cool and foggy and then heads into high heat come later in the day. Excuse me. Clearly, I have a frog in my throat. Brittany Force was your winner in top fuel. Bob Tasca, the third in funny car. Erica Enders in pro stock. And Joey Gladstone in pro stock motorcycles. Now, that was Joey Gladstone's first ever pro win. But for everybody, all four of those drivers, their first win at Sonoma. So pretty historical weekend. But yes, the big news, NASCAR and the disqualification of race winner in second place, Denny Hamlin. I almost said him Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch for crying out loud. Chase Elliott is now your determined winner. It's going to be fun to follow throughout the entire week on what happens with the appeal process and, well, just what NASCAR has to say about the entire disqualification. All right, IndyCar had a doubleheader in Iowa, and it was a very big success. A two-day concert festival capped off today by Gwen Stefani in the morning and then her husband, Blake Shelton, with a post-race concert of his own. Saturday's race was dominated by the Penske Machines, with Joseph Newgarden on top of the box. Then on Sunday, he seemed to have the best car until he didn't because he crashed out. Something broke. There was this big puff of smoke that came out of the back of the car and bam, he hit into the wall. It was was a pretty difficult hit, as he said. And an update on his condition. After the race, not knowing for sure, for sure, if it was tied into the crash that he had during the race, but he fainted and he fell and hit his head. He was airlifted to a hospital in Des Moines. He is going to be a-okay. They're keeping him overnight for evaluation. Pat Award, though, your winner. More on day Freaks two. next. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, icons, legends, and rising stars, drama at 200 miles per hour, it's not a reality show, it's real life, real fast, the iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Kanan, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. 
Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, good to get him back in here. Scott Dixon, 22 races without a win of Scott Dixon. But Scott, I'm listening to the biography of David Grohl of the Foo Fighters and similar situations where you guys grow up from small families, not a whole lot uh, to hang your hat on. And all of a sudden, through walks of life, you become some of the greatest names in your respective uh, jobs. And he talks about all these musicians he grew up wanting to meet and idolize and be like them. Kiwi like you, who were the drivers like you or were they drivers? Were they rock stars? Who were the, who were the people that you idolize as a punk ass kid at 15, 14, scuffing up your tennis shoes on the, on the tough streets of uh, New Zealand? Uh, you know, I think in New Zealand, you know, where we are so far away from, from the rest of the world, for me, it was, you know, local heroes like, you know, Kenny Smith, um, and then V8 Supercars was big, you know, so you had, you know, Greg Murphy and, um, Jim Richards. Uh, but then I think, you know, for us being probably more of a European country too, you know, it was Formula One, you know, so, uh, watching the likes of it and Senna to, you know, um, you know, Michael Schumacher, I think he really kind of transformed, um, Formula One in a lot of ways too with, with Center and just the way that the training was picked up and the process was totally different. You know, it, it kind of changed a lot from, you know, the 70s and 80s where it was more still about, you know, having some, uh, you know, beers and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and things like that. So I don't know. I think there's always a lot of influences. But for me, you know, it started with my my dad. You know, that's, that's uh, 
how it really started watching him kind of race and club sport stuff, you know, whether it was rally car to circuit cars to, to dirt track stuff. And then, you know, ultimately my cousins, you know, I went and watched my cousins race go-karts at the age of seven and then, you know, had to go at the end of the day and absolutely loved it. And that's kind of what my trigger was, was driving that go-kart for the first time and being like, man, this is amazing. Like, oh, I really want to do this. <laughs> um, but then, you know, of course, uh, you know, you have big dreams and, and hope that things are going to work out. But you know, I think once I got uh, the the interest of watching the Indianapolis 500, which was probably in the, the kind of early 90s to mid 90s and, you know, hearing the names of, you know, the Andretti's to, you know, AJ Foyt uh, to the Unser's, uh, Rick Mears, you know, that, 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 uh, and that racing kind of fascinated me just because, it was so competitive and, you know, there was, there was, it wasn't until really the last lap that you knew who the winner was going to be. So, um, you know, and then for me coming for the first time, I think in 1996 or 97 to America to watch a kart race in uh, Vancouver and then Laguna Seca, I was hooked. <laughs> when you started to meet these drivers, the AJ Foyts, the Mears, the, the Andretti's, curious of your reaction then versus where you are now, because you are one of them to younger drivers. like. I just met Scott Dixon. Can you even compare the two? No, I, I don't know. Like, you know, you look at that generation, man, they were they were just lucky to make it out alive. <laughs> um, you know, which, you know, fortunately we're in a, we're in a generation where safety has become, you know, uh, much better. Um, but I, I don't know. It's weird. Like I was, you know, very shy when it came to America, very shy, you know, in these early years of – hanging out with the likes of Jimmy Basser and, you know, Paul Tracy, Michael Andretti, um, you know, Mauricio Guzman was my teammate, but that was kind of really the only person I spoke to. And then occasionally as, you know, you'd kind of go to some of the after parties, have a few drinks and kind of get a little more courage, you'd start talking to these people. But, um, <laughs> you know, the cool part for me, is just, you know, even, even you know, AJ and Mario, we still see them pretty much 90% of the races, which... It's crazy because you can just go up and chat to them, you know, and that's that's what's so cool about these people and what they've achieved and what they've done. But, you know, their love for the sport is just is, is insane. Scott Dixon, just hearing you talk about them and saying things like what they've achieved, what they've done. I'm, I want to apply that to you, what you've achieved. Obviously, you just tied Mario Andretti on the all time wins list at, at 52 wins, second on the list, but you've immersed yourself in Indianapolis. You've become part of the city and you are the culture of IndyCar. So, I mean, it's not long. We're not long from the time where people are going to say, oh my gosh, Scott Dixon is my neighbor. I mean, he just, he walks the paddock and it, he makes it so easy for me to talk to. How crazy is that? Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's weird because you're just, I'm just living the dream. You know, like uh, I came from, you know, South Auckland, New Zealand, um, you know, a long ways away. And never really thought I'd race in America. You know, I was kind of on the way to, to Europe and, and going that route. And, 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 you know, I lived in Indy for two years before I even went to the race. I think I moved here in 99. I actually might have been three years. I didn't go until 2002 when I signed with uh, Chip Ganassi Racing. Um, and, and, yeah. Uh, to kind of watch it on TV, it doesn't do it justice. You know, it kind of clicked when I went for the first time. I was like, holy cow, like I actually get why this race is so big. Like it, it's amazing on so many levels. And I always say I've been to Olympic Games, I've been to World Cups, I've been to Super Bowls. Nothing is, has a touch on Indy. And I'm going to be a little bit biased because I'm into racing. But as far as an event goes and just, you know, people watching and just seeing the sheer size of it, it's insane. Like, um, so I don't know. Like, I, I love Indy. I love the pace of it. I love the people here. Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's where we brought our family up. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's not a crazy city. 
and it allows you to focus on the sport that I love. And, and, you know, uh, luckily my, my wife enjoys it too, which, which, <laughs> which really helps because, um, ultimately she, uh, she sets the rules. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I love so many aspects of it, but I think, you know, what is firsthand is just the history and, and the people that, you know, make Indianapolis what it is. What would be Scott Dixon had you not sat your butt in that go-kart many, many, many years ago? What would you be doing? What what was your path or your projected trajectory? I mean, where would Scott be? It's hard, right? Because I was only seven, you know, so. Um, <laughs> but you had big dreams. Uh, you know, I had big dreams of, of, I don't know, probably being a firefighter or, or uh, I don't I have no idea. Um I loved cars. I think cars was always, you know, a thing. I love technology, you know, um, graphics and design was kind of, you know, what I studied in, in high school um, and then IT. So something probably along those likes. But I think, you know, a lot of those things can apply in racing too, you know, whether I moved into kind of the engineering stance of it as well. I love, you know, kind of that side of, of what we do in deep diving. And obviously, lots of things have changed now with technology. You know, we, we never, re- even when I started, there was no kind of data to, you know, once I got to kind of high levels of junior categories uh, to look at and, and go through the process. So it was more kind of, you know, by the, by the, you know, city of bum trying to understand what you needed. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's a tough one to, to answer. I could be, yeah, I don't know, a laborer. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would have been. <laughs> I'm just glad it worked. I'm glad it worked out. What I'm picking up though is you have all the tools to be team owner, team management down the road. When, whenever you decide to turn in your butterfly, no more steering wheel. Definitely not team owner, unless I'm using your money. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to touch that. Um, you know, I, I admire team owners because you know to to have uh, that situation and and you know it's expensive and from year to year it's very difficult. You know, even for for drivers to try and figure out what you're going to be doing from year to year is, is quite tough, but. Um, yeah, I, I admire the the risk uh, that that team owners take, and 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 they still seem to enjoy it, which is fantastic. <laughs> wow. wow, Scott Dixon, man, oh man, is it great to hear your voice and to talk to you again? It's you been too. a couple of days since uh, you were in the Freak Nation. Scott Dixon, winner at Toronto, tied Mario Andretti for fifty-two wins, and you lay, laid out that list of stuff there. IT, you know, it's, is uh, Scott Dixon a geek? I had I had questions here. So, I'm a big geek, man. Do you need your your iPhone fixed or your your computer there? Like I'll I'll come over, man. I'll come fix your stuff. Whoa, <laughs> just pow fell out of the screen. We've known you since before you had family, and yep. now you dropped that on us. I, I'm just, I'm just stunned. I, I just, you know, I come, growing up in New Zealand, uh, there was a, the Millen brothers were huge at the time. Yeah. Uh, you didn't mention them. I was great friends with both, with Rod at least, and somewhat friends with Steve. Yeah. Steve won the first IndyCar race. I did, did, you didn't mention their names. They weren't big in uh, New Zealand as they were here in the United States. They they were big. It's actually weird. I have a close relationship with Rod. I had uh, I had lunch with, well, actually, I had dinner with him probably about a month ago, uh, and talked to him kind of every week and and his wife Shelley. So um, they they it was kind of funny. I think I I missed that portion of their careers, and mostly was you know the stadium truck stuff, uh, then Pikes Peak. Um, 
but you know, just to and I and I've done uh, Leadfoot Festival, which they run down in New Zealand, which is kind of a, a mini Goodwood, uh, you know, up the driveway, which at, at Rod's uh, place in, in New Zealand in Hahe. And wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 I'm cutting you off there. How'd you do in that? That's a lot of major drivers get in there that racing up Rod Mellon's driveway sounds great. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, w- I was there more for the uh, for the after parties, I think. <laughs> I, I was in a, uh, just in a Honda Civic Type R, which is, which is a very fast car for that kind of, uh, you know, um, class, I guess. But, but um, And then I actually, I think the first time I went, I drove, I, I actually drove a 1906 Dirac. So it looks like a, uh, it was one of the uh, first ever Grand Prix cars, which was crazy. Um, loads of torque, but it looks like basically a big tractor. But the engine is is literally, uh, I don't know, five meters long or something. It was huge. But that, that that was my first time and first experience at that place. And and you had the the, the brake was actually a handbrake. You couldn't use the foot brake. So it was it was uh, yeah. So let's just say I wasn't. Let's just say I wasn't the quickest up the hill. That's for sure. <laughs> let me let me ask one more here, Scott Dixon. You've done everything. You've won six championships, second most race wins ever. You're a huge name in motorsport. You flirted with F1 for a while, or F1 flirted with you, whichever. You beat an F, you beat a guy this weekend who that F1 is flirting with. They're going having some sort of relationship. Who the heck knows? Have you have you reached the point? And Scott Dixon's career, well, you're having fun. I'm always having fun. You know, I, I uh, trust me, it's it's a lot of hard work, and and there's a lot of uh, details to it. But but I couldn't imagine myself doing anything different. You know, I think, and that's what drives me is that you know I feel lucky doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, there's there's many different uh, roads that you know you could have taken. But looking back on my career, I think with and and the journey that I had, and the people that helped me, and the opportunities that I had, you you couldn't have written that more perfect. So. I love doing what I do. I feel very lucky to get where I got to and the journey that I took. Um, you know, I don't really regret anything, that's for sure. So, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm happy doing when what I do, and I love it. I, I think that's why I want to continue to do it for a long time. Your IT guy. I'm sorry, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you're having some uh, some mic problems there, man. I, we, we, I need to come around and help you out. You're a Windows or Mac guy. If you're a Windows dude, I might give you a call. As soon as <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you get a Mac, then you won't need any IT people. It just work. Yes. Conversation. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, happy birthday to you, buddy. At what, 42 years old, man. And think about this, man. When we started Speed Freaks 22 years ago, you weren't even old enough to drink. Yeah. Well, I was drinking, but I, yeah, yeah. probably not legally. So, yeah, it's, uh, I, I remember that. I think I, uh, I celebrated at a, at a bar that I'd been going to my first win, my first IndyCar when I celebrated. Um, a, in Indianapolis here that at a bar that I've been going to for two years uh, and I still wasn't 21. So um, they were a little shocked when that stat was read off, but you know, Hey, that's, that's the way it goes. Uh, broad ripples used to it. They have that's to right. be. That's right. Holy smokes. Uh, and, and as if uh, Ganassi needed, Ganassi of all teams 
needed this win to take the headline away from Palo and Ganassi and McLaren. I, I, he's probably patting you on the back yeah. with a couple of extra Thank hundies you, going. Thank you, Scotty. No, it's, you know, honestly, uh, to have, well, what do you have? Three cars in the top four of the championship. I'm tied with Joseph at the moment, I think, for fourth. But, um, you know, it was a big weekend. You know, I think the recovery, even the 10 car had, uh, Alex had from 22nd to, to sixth and, and Marcus, you know, moving up to fifth. So, you know, Chip was very calm on the weekends. You know, yes, there was a lot of noise, but I think it actually helped people focus a lot on what uh, what was really at hand and what we needed to do. So, you know, uh, it was a competitive weekend for us. And, and yeah, Chip was happy, man. He smiled and, and he said thank you, you know. So that, that was good. That's beautiful. <laughs> Buddy, happy birthday to happy you. Happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great to see you guys. Scott, thank you, man. Cheers. This week shined the bright light on record temperatures and climate change in countries around the world, including here in the United States. Triple digit temperatures were hotter than ever recorded in several countries, and that includes records that go back nearly 400 years. Temperatures were coupled with explosion of brush fires in the American West and record heat in the plains and northeast here in the United States. You can argue about where this climate change came from, certainly many do, but you can't logically deny that one contributor is the internal combustion engine. That's why another small headline here in America is so relevant. Story said NASCAR is ready to unveil a prototype electric race car at the Bush Coliseum clash next February. In reality, we shouldn't be surprised. Automakers are under mandate to cut dependence on fossil fuels. NASCAR is under its own mandate to maintain its dependency on automaker money. So you can imagine the closed meetings where future checks are trapped in a common business practice. You scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. If you don't like the idea of electric cars, though, maybe you'd like the idea of grilling in the backyard with 150 degree temperatures and the backyard on fire. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Get yourself a truck. What about a Mustang? What about a big old Honda Outback? Yamaha, Suzuki, Harley-Davidson. Lucas Oil has a product. To keep your rides uh, fat and happy, don't believe me? Go to lucasoil.com and check out their line and line and lines of products to keep your rides on the road. Go to lucasoil.com as we do it from the Lucas Oil Studios. I had an intention to do a little bit of not much motorsports at this point, but given the news coming out of NASCAR, mm-hmm. we got uh, about five, four and a half minutes to try- chat a little bit more. I haven't seen any updates. I guess we won't see any more updates until tomorrow morning. But in case you haven't heard, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. Denny Hamlin finished first. Kyle Busch finished second. Uh, disqualified because of something illegal in the fascia of their race car. That's in the front of the race car. And according to a report, there was something underneath the sticker of the car that's if if you follow racing what you see on these race cars it's not paint 
<laughs> These are stickers. Not anymore. Right. These are stickers. And evidently, there was something underneath the sticker. Well, that it's a NASCAR. Wrap. You can't call it a sticker because the sticker is a little thing that you just stick on the car. Okay, Crash. The wrap is something <laughs> you wrap the car in. Yeah. Well, they both stick on the car. It's a big thing that it's a big sticker, man. acts like a sticker, <laughs> but it wraps the car with the paint scheme right. that's not really paint. Regardless if it's a sticker, some white out, or a freaking wrap, <laughs> or a Band-Aid, uh, it was so egregious that NASCAR disqualified these two drivers. Just and, blown away by that. Just blown away. Not anything like they failed tech and yeah. will we'll dispense the fines on Tuesday. No. They disqualified these two drivers. So the good, clean, all-American Joe Gibbs Racing Team. Yep, at it again. Hey, Crash, easy. It's a good Christian man. And you said, "What? What is it? Uh, thou shalt not steal. You, thou shalt not steal uh, race wins. Thou shalt not cheat." <laughs> yeah, that's up in there, Crash. <laughs> that's number six of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not cheat. Well, there is actually kind of cheat. There, but so but my point is this that again 62 years uh, was the last time that nascar has disqualified your race winner huge and i just threw some garbage at google crasher for indycar and nhra about disqualifications and, and nothing similar to this has come up that's a hashtag garbage at google or, or band name mm-hmm uh, so it's that's not it's not happening in other major motorsports. No, yeah. It's not, you know. It, it's it's like you you take a, an illegal substance in the NFL, you're gone six games. Boom, no questions asked. <laughs> you know what? Stat maybe these maybe these maybe Joe Gibbs. God dang it! Uh, we got a minute and forty five seconds. Maybe Joe Gibbs needs to learn a lesson from some of these NFL guys about some of their excuses. I didn't. I didn't know. I don't know, man. Well, he could still say that if he, uh, uh, he if they proved to be a violation, and you know he's got till tomorrow to appeal. So evidently, he may not be found guilty. But if he's found guilty, he could always say that I didn't know. I wasn't mm -hmm. the guy in charge of uh, putting the wrap on the car. So. Uh, now it's, you know, I fired the people responsible. We don't do business that way. And, uh, you know, Joe Gibbs racing, he's got to answer to Toyota and 50 yeah. other people that, uh, give us money and, uh, don't want to be associated with people who don't do business right. In the post-race press conference, when he was sitting up there with Denny, he was asked about, Kyle Bush's sponsorship and how frustrating it has been to solidify anything for next year. And he made reference to ah, 20 seconds crash. No, okay. It, we'll go watch that and we can talk about that later on in the show. It's, it just piles on with these two mm -hmm. cars being disqualified. But a race that was uh, brought to you by Eminem's Freak Nation. Their sponsor. Matt Smith next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
IndyCar, WWT Raceway, Saturday, August 20th, the Bomberito Automotive Group 500, icons, legends, and rising stars, drama at 200 miles per hour, it's not a reality show, it's real life, real fast, the iconic teams, McLaren, Andretti, Foyt, Rahal, Penske, Ganassi, legendary drivers, Johnson, Canon, Castroneves, Newgarden, IndyCar, only at WWT Raceway. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold-out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. A Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of Mav TV Plus to the Mav TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule, a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. Mav TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MavTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. I'm... Postdoc bike champion Matt Smith joining us here in the Freak Nation. And if you only knew what was going on to try and get him on this interview, he's in the pro shop of a golf course in Reno uh, here in the Freak Nation. But uh, real quick, man, is golf a Jones for you to get your mind off of your business? Or can you apply some of the same mental toughness on your bike at your starts that you can on the golf course? No, uh I like to go fishing. I mean, golf is just something I do part-time every now and then, but fishing is, is what gets me off my, uh, helps me get my mindset right. So, uh, 
there's no fishing around here that I can go do. So we just come to go to the golf course today because there's nothing else here to do but gamble. And, you know, <laughs> I don't want to lose all my money. I won last weekend. <laughs> so Matt Smith, flying those Lucas Oil colors as we do this from Lucas Oil Studios, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And I'm often curious. I've worked with my wife uh, since 2009, Crash Gladys. She's been my wife, but I've worked with her for 22 years. When you and Angie, your wife, uh, get the grid of where you line up on your bikes for Sunday, do you cringe at where you might line up knowing that you might have to face your wife or does she welcome the chance to kick your ass? Well, you know, we had it planned out where we were going to meet in the finals and she just had a TPS that went out in the semifinals or it would have been me and her in the finals there at Denver. So uh, um, I don't ever like racing her because I get a lot of uh, slack from her if I beat her. But then if she beats me, she's really happy. So, uh, you know, it's one of the things. I mean, you know, as long as one of us wins, that's all that counts, to, in my opinion. How many times have you guys gone up against each other, whether or not it's in the finals or just regardless, just any time? Do you even have a number? I don't have a number. I mean, we've only met one time in the finals, and she beat me in that, and I was epping, I think, in 13. Um, but we've we've met – Plenty of times, more than I can count, you know, in first, second, semifinals, but uh, only one in the finals. So this that could have been a, a weekend to remember again if I wanted a revenge really bad. Yeah, but your oh man, your bike was on rails in Denver. I mean, granted, you you were back on the Buell, but the first seven zero run there, you were. I think it, did I see this correctly? You were number one every single session, every single round on Sunday. I mean, what was the power? I mean, how did you have such a great weekend in Denver? Well, I mean, it's hard work. That's it's all it is. It's hard work. We stayed over Monday in 18 and Mon Monday in 19 after the Denver race and tested there. And we really got our crap together, uh, learned some stuff. And, of course, COVID hit and we didn't race there in 20. And then we come back in 21 and I dominated there last year. So we have a very good package there. And nobody else has gone up there and tested in the bike class. You know, so, I mean, hmm. you're not going to get better at a one-off racetrack if you don't go and test. And, and that's our advantage up here. Ooh, good point. Does any of that transfer to Sonoma? Uh, no, because, you know, yeah. I'll be back on my Suzuki at Sonoma because NHRA, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but NHRA hit the V-Twins with, they added 10 pounds to them and then took five pounds away from the Suzuki. So it's a 15-pound weight swing that they penalized the V-Twins. And that was the first race the V-Twins have won this year. So uh, mm -hmm. I don't understand. Suzuki's won six and V-Twins won one, and now they're going to penalize them. So uh, mm -hmm. I'll be back on my Suzuki. That sounds like something against you, Matt Smith. That doesn't sound like something even in the playing field. When you beat guys up as bad as Crash described, they don't want you out there hurting their feelings. <laughs> uh, I've had more rule changes made on me over the last 10 years over there in NHRA than, and it's all pointed toward Matt Smith. You know, it's, it's not the class. It's not the brand. It's Matt Smith. And, uh, you know, we work hard. You know, we have good supporters. We have good backers behind us. And we work hard to get where we're at. And we just get penalized all the time. And, you know, uh, I think NHRA has a vengeance on the name Smith because they do this a lot of times with my dad, too, in Promont. <laughs> Whoa! Matt Smith laying down the wood there, dude. Uh, wow. Okay. Let's uh, – 
You want to go deeper into that, or do you want to just let that lay on the table where you left it? You're in Reno. There's stuff going on the table all day long. <laughs> yeah, and, and you said lay in the wood. I'm in the golf shop, so we're here to lay some wood today in these, these clubs. <laughs> so, Matt Smith, five championships in 34 wins. That's pretty uh, uh you're getting that's pretty efficient, dude. You're not wasting any wins when you beat them back. You say, I'm taking this and I'm taking everything you got that's coming up. Yep. And, and and I try to win every race that we can because if you don't go to the race to win, then there's no use in going. I mean, we go to win every race. Now we all know it doesn't happen, but I mean, I've been very successful in my career, and you know, and, and so has my dad. And, you know, we fly the colors of Denzo, Lucas Oil, and that is why we keep our sponsors because we go out there to win. And, you know, even though NHRA is doing what they're doing, I'm very disappointed in them. I've had meetings with them the last two days with with Tech and the president of NHRA. And, uh, you know, what really hurts is they did this to the Denzo bike before the Denzo race this weekend. And I mean, that's just a slap in the face to our sponsors. So let's go. I'm trying to think how to go dig a little deeper into this because you keep bringing it up. You build the bike. You tune the bike. You are the crew chief on the bike and you ride the bike. So if they make any change anywhere, they're going against you now. You said some things that would get you penalized in the other race race series. Are you afraid they might do that in the NHRA? No, I mean, you know, I haven't said nothing detargatory toward them, I guess you would say. It's just a simple fact that I said they don't like me. And, I mean, they seem to always want to penalize people that work hard. And, you know, and I think, I think they have a lot of influence from one individual. And I'm just going to look, I'm going to call their name out because, you know, I'm letting it all air out because I'm really upset about this whole deal. You should um, be. Terry Vance. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not Byron Hines. Byron Hines doesn't do anything. Terry Vance is behind this whole deal of getting rules pushed for their product. Uh, we saw it for years and years and years with Harley Davidson. Now Vance and Hines lost, you know, Harley Davidson. They got Suzuki now in their pocket and now the rules are favoring Suzuki's. And it's Terry Vance doing it because he donates million dollars a year every year to NHRA for these schools. And it's just they they do they listen to what he wants. And this is what he wants. Okay, it's fine to listen to one sponsor, one big financial donator, but you it really hit me when you said these rule changes were made on your Denzo bikes right before the Denzo Nationals. What can Denzo say about this? It's not like they're not giving any money up. They are to the NHRA. Can they step in? They have. They, uh, they've stepped in. They've made calls already. They have meetings uh, today. They're really upset. You know, I, I can't vouch and I won't talk for, you know, Dan and, and Lisa from NHRA in the marketing department, but they're really upset with this whole deal. And, uh, you know, it's just it's not a good thing to to upset sponsors that and a sponsor <laughs> races your series and everything i mean you know lucas oil sponsors the whole series i mean they're they're penalizing you know us again you know because we work hard and, and work with lucas and find you know 
new ways to make more power with the oil that they we designed for them. So, uh, you know, it, it's just frustrating. You know, uh, like I said, I, we could harp on this all day long, but it is mm-hmm. what it is. And, you know, hopefully they'll they'll retract and and make this change the right way. Um, I, I say it's a knee jerk reaction. Uh, NHRA. Um, how do I say this? Since the Pro Mod class is run in Norwalk, they've made three rule changes of Pro Mod cars, and they haven't even raced yet since the rule changes. So three different times, three different rule changes. So I'm saying it's a knee-jerk reaction. Lucas Oil Studios, 22 years. Matt Smith, five-time Pro Stock Bike Champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation, flying those Lucas Oil colors. But let's be honest, Matt. Uh, we haven't seen rivalries in drag racing like we, like the one that's brewing between you and Holy, somebody's emptying some golf balls. With the, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen a rivalry between uh, like between you and Steve Johnson in freaking years. Outside looking in, baby. This is what it's made for, man. Drag racing. It's mano a mano or mo- what do you say? Woman and whatever I'm so- talking. Mono a woman. It's, this is greatness to watch from the outside looking in, buddy. It is. It's great. I mean, it's good to have rivals, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I like having rivals. You know, me and Steve's got a good rival going this year, you know. He could have won three in a row and, you know, he outran me, but I whole shot him and won that Richmond race on a Suzuki. So um, he's a points leader. I'm third in points. So we're going to have a good battle this year. You know, if, if rules are equal. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Matt Smith calling it like he sees it here in the freak nation. Well, there's no better way to, put out the big middle finger to rule changes than to just get a win. <laughs> and I know you guys are going to fight like hell for it. We're going to, you know, I'm, I'm going back to my Suzuki this weekend. I'm parking the bike that won last weekend and we'll see if we can win on that. Wow. I, I still don't get it. How you can go from, it's like uh Toyota, Toyota, you know what? I'm going to go bring my Chevrolet out here and r- run a race. <laughs> how, how can you do that? Go from Buell to Toyota. Is it because you're not taking, or excuse me, Buell, to Suzuki, are you not taking any money from either my manufacturer? This is all uh, your blow on the bike. Yeah, Matt Smith. I, we have no factory support from either company, so uh, yeah, yeah, we have no factory support from either company. <laughs> so we can do what we want. Yeah. I don't understand drag racing. The entire industry. I love it. Uh, a woman can win pro stock championships and have to fight for support. You've won five championships and you've got no factory support. Uh, is it that you are declining uh, the support from the manufacturer and you'd rather have it from a supplier like Lucas Oil or Tinso? Why don't why don't the manufacturers step up and support champions? In drag race, that's a good question. You know, on jail, on jail has factory support, and there again, that's Terry Vance who gets all the publicity. They've had factory support with Harley for twenty years. Now they got Suzuki factory support. So it's all who has the money. I don't have the money that those guys have. I just work harder than they do, and uh, I make more power, and I go win races. <laughs> that's actually that's a mic drop. Yeah. It's like I might not have the money, but I work harder and you're I win. The, you're doing the right thing. You're going to go lay the wood on some golf balls today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get rid of some of that some of that anger. You're doing the right thing. Dude. I'm going to. Yeah. Hey, Matt. Thanks for taking time out of your golf day to join us here in the freak. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. Man. Well, thank y'all for having me on. I appreciate it.
know what this reminds me of, Stat? When, gosh, I don't remember the year, but when did the NBA raise the uh, basketball goal? <laughs> because... <laughs> Because players were, were, were dunking too much or it was too easy to dunk. Do you remember how, how long ago that was? That was I don't know how long ago that was. Uh, I know they, they changed the rules for uh, Chamberlain uh, about uh, shooting free throws and uh, they widened the lane when he, when he was around. I don't remember when they raised the, the rim. That was that might have been before my time and I came around right after the mud hardened. So that, you know, that was a long time ago. <laughs> the field goals are too early. Let's move them back to the 35 too early, too easy. Let's move them back to the yeah. 35. Yeah. yeah. They miss them every now and then. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> God. Yeah. It's what, you know, that's what happens when you win too much. They, you know, they, and the, and sports car racing, because we talked earlier about the balance of performance, you win too much there, they'll put some uh, uh, weight on you to slow you down. That's that's what happens. You just in, in all forms. Okay, in in a number form of number. Okay, in a lot of sports. In many sports. Many sports. There we go. <laughs> you you look at their past, at their history, and how they've changed it. Uh, it, we've we've made fun of NASCAR. We made fun of the NHRA. We made fun of IndyCar with their uh, their, their some of their qualifying, uh, some some of their the what I'm trying to say their playoffs uh, to get into the championship hunt. Um, and those I, I realize, of course, were more to try and continue to to, to hold the audience. But when you go in directly at the performer in that sport, Matt Smith, and change a rule because of one driver, one athlete, I mean, why aren't we going off on the NHRA? Yeah. I mean, we did in similar situations go off on IMSA over the years. We have done that. So, yeah, especially the way this was handled, it just doesn't sound like everything was taken into consideration. It was sounds like a knee jerk reaction. Mm -hmm. It, yeah, there's, we should be going after the NHRA because yeah, well, this just isn't right. You're talking to the wrong guy. Cause I, I go after the NHRA all the time for not supporting the, the personalities of the drivers like NASCAR does. And mm -hmm. they're, they're making more, taking more time to say, you know, 300 miles an hour in less than four seconds. And nobody can see the difference between 300 and 250, but, uh, you know, or less than three seconds or less than five seconds. Uh, but the point is that they have great personalities like Matt Smith, like Antron Brown, like Angel Sampay, like, uh, you know, any John Force, uh, Ron Capps, uh, Brittany yep. Force, name the people. And, you know, they're all great people to support and the fans will get behind them. But uh, the NHRA, for some reason, doesn't do that. Doesn't do it as much as they should. Freak Nation, it's been a great show. We'll do it again next Sunday night. Crasher's going to be hanging out in Indianapolis for some truck races, some IndyCar races, and some NASCAR Cup Series races. So who knows what the hell we're going to get. Stat man, shoot the juice to the moose and do what you do. Cut it. Cut it loose.
See ya. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Now the Speed Freaks pits. The Supercross King. And I'm going to play off my Gone in 60 Seconds. Would you please welcome Jeremy McGrath. What's up there, Jer? Hey, thanks. Not much. Just uh, cruising. Hey, one of the things I was talking about in my Gone in 60 Seconds, how motorsports series should play off of NASCAR. Core's doing it by bringing in Robbie Gordon for a number of their races this year. Supercross should do it. IndyCar should do it. Drag should do it. You being the Supercross champ, shouldn't they piggyback the motherload NASCAR as well? Uh, I mean, I 100% agree. NASCAR has got the right model and everyone should be trying to do emulate them try and copy them because obviously they have the right formula that's blown up you're doing just the opposite though you're using supercross piggyback supercross to go to nascar well i'm fortunate in the opportunities that i have gotten lately because of my supercross riding but yeah i'm trying to do a little car racing well he was on the first speed freak show you were like the, the first radio show the first radio first show, show. so long what'd you what'd you think about when you when you, these guys call you and said you heard some of the previous interviews, you had to say these guys are nuts. Oh, I, everyone, yeah, we were like, <laughs> what are, what's going on here? Well, who's taking over? And see, look where we're at now. Yeah, see, here we are in the middle. Yeah, of, yeah you're racing cars and we're on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you approached about doing running an Indy car back in the mid '90s? Yeah, it was funny. Because I was with Honda, and I was always, I mean, throughout my whole career, and when I was younger, we, I was driving carts and doing all kinds of car stuff, aside from my regular career, which was Supercross and Motocross. Um, I wanted to race IndyCar, so Honda had a good program at that time, and we were, there was some talk about it, but it really never went anywhere because I was in middle of my racing career, and it's not like I could have switched. Well, something that did happen from that was the fact that you didn't do it. You stayed with Supercross. But look where you are now. You're hanging with the biggest name in motorsports, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And it's kind of funky how this came about. Can you spend about 20 seconds? What happened? Who made this? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it is. I can't even believe it's happening. I I still like smack myself in the morning. Like, really? Is this really happening? And so to get to hang with Jr. is awesome. But at the same time, it's a great opportunity. And how the whole thing happened was. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of NASCAR. I'm right. a fan of I'm a fan of racing anything. So my dad was talking with you. You guys were talking together and made a few phone calls. And I mean, with the with the network that we all have, it kind of just fell into place. And then the opportunity happened. I went back for the test. It was like six weeks later. I went back for the test, and then now I have a twelve you know twelve race deal, two year deal, and. Are you doing this because you saw Ricky have success and you said, hey, I kind of want what he's got now? I'm not doing this opportunity because Ricky Carmichael is doing it and like I want to get out there and race him again, although that would be a great story. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, Redefined. 